1: Can you hear me?
0: Are we singing again?
1: Yeah. Is that what's happening? I like to sing. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. That wasn't bad. But, you know, it gives me a gives me a little thrill. Throw a little music into the world and have the world
0: utterly reject it. My problem with singing is that I've been kind of a baritone slash bass since I was in my early 20s. Ah. And all the... Well, the vast majority of songs are written for, like, tenors. Mm -hmm. Um, Every now and again, there's a Broadway tune. Uh, When Les Miserables came out, the part of Javert is usually sung by a baritone or a bass. And I was like, I can sing that! And then he holds the notes forever. And I'm like, I I can't do that. (laughs)
1: I've never, uh, like, I used to work at this art center in St. Louis where they Mm -hmm. did... they did a class called Singing for Non-Singers, and I always wanted to take that class, but I never did. My sister is extremely talented. She's almost a savant when it comes to music. Right. Oh, yeah. She can listen to a song one time and then, like, go pick it out on the piano. Okay, oh, That's cool. And she's got a beautiful voice, and she sings with a band down mm-hmm. in Texas and all that crap. And I have always been like, nope, but I'd like to, like, throw down little... Little, really bad, like warble every once in a while. I sing to the kids all the time.
0: So this is not actually the musical episode of ZomPocalypse. Now we will not. Oh, no. we will not be singing for you this episode. Although we might do that to you in a later episode, probably not. But <laughs> I am Tim Harvey,
1: and I am Dustin,
0: and uh, we are Team Zombie, and we are not talking about things zombie. No, uh, we are talking about this is the fourth episode. Of AMC's Preacher, yes, which is an adaptation of the Garth Ennis uh, comic book, right? And um, Dustin has not read the comic. I've read the comic, and tonight, very much was kind of if 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 you have read the comic and was wondering what this show was, whether or not this show was going to stick to the continuity of the comic. The first three episodes, it was pretty far afield it has now gone completely into alternate universe track oh, so okay. we are we are definitely in a um a different completely different reality compared to the comic which is kind of cool okay. we have some of the same characters because uh, in this episode we have a we spent a lot more time with with uh, uh jackie earl haley and, and odin, odin cannon, cannon
1: who i think i think might be come, this episode especially has him running up on being one of my favorite characters. Like, right now it goes like Tulip. <laughs> and then Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And then... And then... I don't know. And, and then... And then maybe Jesse. <laughs> so
0: a, there's someone you don't know above Jesse? Yeah, is there like, like a vague, a vague is, fuzzy character? Yeah, like... Admin Lady
1: is nice. Um, I like... I, I really like the the characterization of the of the sadomasochistic dad mm-hmm. I really but he's you know just kind of a bit player right now he's been yeah. he's been in only two of the episodes and he you know just kind of stands around and bulges his eyes and like has impotent rage and you know tulip is like like fits right exactly in my wheelhouse because you know i I came into my geek my own my geekdom I went from being. The the bad kind of geek that mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, anime is
0: awesome, and are you are we kidding? Are you kidding me? No, no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just checking. We had it, we had problems with we had problems with the with the recorder last week freaking out and it's behaving right. and I'm i we And concerned. I don't wanna
1: go on my on my, my monologue with that. Sure. I don't want to lose all that. I understand. Gold. You know Go forth, we're good. I don't want you know, but that's I, why I, I, I checked like from the from the you know the like super bad kind of geek to the mm-hmm. kind of semi cool kind of geek with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure, sure. And so kick ass tr- ladies always kind of do it for me. Right. Like I need a sassy girl being sassy with a shotgun, or I'm not <laughs> gonna be okay. I understand. And so Tulip like just plugs right into that socket for me. Sure. Okay. And Cassidy, I think I've said before, I find
0: sexual in a way that I cannot even explain. You, you haven't have, actually mentioned the sexual aspect of your. You have not. Okay, <laughs> you have not. Not on the podcast. God. We haven't got here. Um, uh, no, the last one you you had something sexual to say about was uh, a BDSM dad. Oh right. Yeah. Right, but Cassidy, no. This is the first time you have brought up the Cassidy attraction thing. Well, I've. Uh,
1: um, I think I. But I saw him. I liked. I like him. Yeah, no, you you said
0: actor. that you like him as an actor, but this is but in terms of in terms of the, the the sexual attraction to Cassidy, this is new.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, it's just I don't know, like he's a little, he's a little dirty, he's a little little gross.
0: Yeah, little yeah
1: something yeah. about that gets me. Well, he's know.
0: he's funny. He talks a mile a minute, and there we had a great conversation. He had a great conversation with Jesse tonight, where <laughs> Jesse just was not listening. <laughs> and and...
1: Like, well, this is like the <laughs> second or third time that Cassidy has like just like laid everything out bare. <laughs> Like seriously, you are you are in a gothic horror show? And Jesse was just like yeah, okay.
0: I don't understand what you're saying. I completely know. Yeah. What a silly outfit you have so on. Anyway. What happened to the truck? Yeah. <laughs> they went to <into> the van <laughs> Um and then Cassidy's <laughs> like,
1: I'm a vampire, monsters are all around you, you got something weird going on, and Jesse's just like, Yeah, well, um I got an appointment with a fifty inch flat screen, so I'll yeah. see you later. Um <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, it's it's definitely Tulip and then Cassidy, and then like I guess I would just like say any of the guys who work for Odin King Cannon at this point because they've all been a delight. Every single one of them has been a delight every single episode.
0: But, we, but we've also figured out that everybody on this show awful. is awful. It's terrible. These are all terrible people. Yeah. Um, even even the characters that we are that are sympathetic mm-hmm. are terrible. Yes. this is this is a town full of some of the most flawed individuals in fact there's if there's not a fence around this town with a sign that it says quarantine, quarantine. It's not, it's not I mean, there oh God um so so in the comic and this is like I don't think this is even spoilers anymore Okay. Uh, because Odin Kincannon, first of all Odin Kincannon is not in this town in the comic oh, okay. Jesse goes to' at one point in Jesse's journey he goes to a different town. Where he becomes the sheriff of that town, sure. Um, and at that, at this point in the comic, he's 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 lost an eye. Um, Great, because God tore it out. Um, and then and then he ends up in this town as as sheriff. And Odin King Cannon basically runs that town. And he goes up against Odin King Cannon in the comic. Is one of the most disgusting, vile human beings mm-hmm. you will ever encounter, and he is sexually excited by meat yeah okay and so imagine he has he works he he runs a slaughterhouse Mm -hmm. he's sexually excited by meat let your mind go there i don't want to and then go further i said no no it's too late it's 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 in your head now you will wake up in the middle of the night it's screaming because that's what it is yes uh exactly it's that part right there so so Already, this character is much more interesting. Jackie O'Kaley's character is much. There's more oh depth my to the God, character. He's so cool. And what's I mean, he's such a there's some there's, he's so clearly a control freak. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got this. He's got the you know he's got the ego of the very rich. Right. Um, and he's not a nice person at all. No. But there's this amazing scene between Odin and Jesse tonight. Yes, and
1: I think it's funny because like Tim and I are just like the epitome of. Of like theater slash film slash story geeks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because we both sit on our respective seats, and I <laughs> live tweet, and Tim kind of like you know watches, but you could neither one of us are like really even looking at the screen. <laughs> and when this scene between Jesse and Odin Cannon started, we both kind of went. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> <I> looked up <laughs> and, like I put my phone down and 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 Tim sat up, and we both just kind of sat there and watched and 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 like I think afterward I tweeted that um that I, if you needed me, I'm gonna just be standing outside of Jackie Earl Haley's
0: house like lobbing Emmys at the windows. <laughs> So so this scene is is they're sitting there they're painting little tiny figurines for this diorama yeah and um, was it the Alamo? was that was it, I, I can't it was red He was painting a, a guy a red I think red coat okay, right well might than the the yeah but they're they're having this discussion. they're talking about well, it, Jesse's basically saying I want you to come to church yeah because you know d- do not think about what happens after you die.
1: And and he's like, yeah, sure, I think about it, but it's but, not...
0: it's, but yeah, it's like, well, nothing happens after you. Know? Yeah. Well, what if you're wrong? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid? Of? You're afraid if you if you're going to be punished. Yeah. And then Jack then Jackie Earl Haley's Odin basically sits there and goes, well, what if it's this? And he rattles off at all the things that people are afraid of, hell being, and he does it in this. It's not it's, deadpan. Yeah, but it's, it's just like what if?
1: What if? Yeah, yeah basically.
0: And he's, uh, and it's it's uh, and Jesse's just looking at him like um that's my entire speech man i <laughs> didn't well, i didn't think
1: this through i can't i can't,
0: I can't top that yeah. <laughs> got that but uh, but Jesse has got his, his he's got this vision he's going gonna... <sighs> to Jesse's about to destroy the world by trying to save it oh so vey. so basically you know the, the episode more or less starts with Jesse trying to. Well, first of all, we get if we get flashbacks to when Jesse's a kid.
1: Yes, Jesse's. We, um, I have decided terrible father.
0: I think his. I think his father is going to be one of those people who means well, and it it doesn't help. All it the doesn't time. help. Um, see, again, in the comic, there's a certain there's a certain sense of who Jesse's dad is. But again, we've we've departed enough from from the comic. I mean a lot of these characters are there they're the, they're the character from the comic mm-hmm. but you know different right right which you expect for you should expect from that yes
1: we've we, we talked about this a lot uh in flagship walking dead how you know you can't really compare two different media because they are going to it's that's gonna that way down that way madness madness lies because you're gonna have to stop enjoying right. one of the shows because or something because they cannot
0: do all those things. Right, all and, those things can't be done. And mm-hmm. if you if you enjoy the fact that they are they're taking that character in a new direction mm-hmm. and playing with it, you can you can have a lot of fun with the show. And sometimes right. it can backfire. Um, you know, Walking Dead had some real issues with that with mm-hmm. characters who went so far off their comic characters. Version. Andrea, um, yeah, uh, among others. Um, but here. Uh, and in some respects, in some respects, Preacher being a Vertigo title from the Vertigo line from right. DC, it already had a smaller audience, right? Sure. Um, so you're not, I mean, the, certainly the fans of the comic book are, are tuning in to watch the show. But a lot of folks are tuning in to watch the show because, you know, the ads looked cool. And yeah. Seth Rogan's out there going, you got to watch this show. And
1: Yeah. And, well, this is the first thing I've really, like, I... I uh, I think that Seth Rogen is an amazingly talented actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not talented actor, I'm sorry. Strike that. Okay. <laughs> I think he is an amazingly talented writer. Okay, sure. Because if you look at the credits, uh, if you look at his IMDb and you look at the credits he has for writing, mm-hmm. there's stuff on there that you're like, what? Yeah. You know, And but this is the first thing where he's gone out
0: of his wheelhouse of comedy and, right. No. Not to say this show isn't funny. No. Because it is. But it's not Seth Rogen funny. Yes. Um, so it's... We, so we get some flashbacks to Jesse's dad. We get a sense of, you know, he's, he's kind of requiring Jesse to be... He's trying to shape Jesse into the man he wants him to be. Right. right and which, he's which h- every, a hard man. Yeah, which every parent does. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this is... You, get the, you almost get the 1950s kind right. of sense mm-hmm. to it. And Jesse's not that old. <laughs> but that's the sense you get. Um, but it is it is you know fictional Texas, right? So, um, and you know, it, it, Jesse obviously seems to respect him and look up to him. So yeah. it's not like there's you know he does, does, Jesse doesn't look like he's consist- thinking of his life as being bad, right? Um, but then we flash forward and we see Jesse sitting there smoking, and he's he's clearly you know dwelling on this. He's thinking about because his father said mm-hmm. be one of the good guys, right?
1: And heaven forbid we have a a show where our protagonist doesn't have some sort of sort of bizarre daddy issue.
0: Well, but see in Preacher, if I mean, depending, we're we're getting enough hints of the backstory here that, that we may actually be pretty close to to Jesse's backstory in the comic, and there's a lot of that um, man manly you know worldview. Um, yeah. And Jesse doesn't exactly make it through. That doesn't make it through the comic with that intact, because the the comic shows you the limitations of that mindset, among other things. Right. Okay. Um, and, but it's certainly there. And so this certain. I mean, and if if what happens to Jesse's dad, if if the reason Jesse's dad gets shot. Because we saw him earlier. We right, said, you know, like that's how he dies. Um, there, if the reason that happens is similar to what in the comic is, there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reasons, internal reasons for Jesse to be the way he is. Uh-huh. Um, but that said, Jesse is going, he's trying to be the good guy. He wants right. to get people back to the church. He wants to save his town. And now he's got the voice of God inside him. Right. And this, of course, is going to be a problem.
1: Because after Odin and it's just like, nope atheist okay with it. Mm-hmm. Next time you want well, next time you want to come work on the diorama, just let me know. Um then then he like tells him you got to go, got to come to church. So he comes to church.
0: Oh by the way, he basically he basically bri- almost bribes him. Yeah. Cuz I guess the Jesse still owns some land that that Odin wants. Cuz Odin apparently wants all the land. Right.
1: And so he's like if you come to church, I'll give you this land and then and so Odin shows up, and he basically does the whole like whole sermon towards him.
0: And it's your kind of, it's your almost, it's not quite your revival trend, trend right. sermon, but it's it's in that vein. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is a terrible place; it's your fault. Mm-hmm. But I can I can bring you back to God. I can bring you back to Jesus. And it's not a it's not a. I've, I've heard worse sermons. Mm-hmm. I've heard worse deliveries at sermons.
1: Yeah, um, I grew up in Southern Baptist and. Every summer we had a revival, Mm -hmm. and that very much reminded me of that. He didn't say Jesus enough, (laughs) you know. But I've noticed, I've noticed that's a kind of a trend. Yeah, on shows that involve spiritual matters, even shows about preachers, Mm -hmm. never mention Jesus. Which is really weird. There was, like, a big thing when Seven Heaven, Seventh Heaven was still on. and well, the show was on for 150 million years. Where, like, any time that this show about a pastor and his family had a sermon, they never once mentioned Jesus. Which people thought was strange. Did he actually say Jesus tonight or not? I don't night? think he
0: ever said Jesus he on He may that not show. have. Well, I mean, I mean, tonight.
1: No, he never said it tonight. He never said it.
0: And there was this, and there's this great shot of him standing in front of the church with the crucifix behind him, and mm-hmm. the crucifix is gigantic on the screen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you know what? He I, I don't he probably didn't say it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I, I listened. I listened for it. Okay. Because... So he, and he didn't even register with me that it hadn't. He because it was so much this, almost your boilerplate, right? You know, we're gonna make this. Where you know I'm gonna bring you back to God sermon, right? And then he does the whammy on Odin, mm-hmm. which is. Okay, so he says, "Will you serve God?" And Odin's like, "No, thank you." And he says, "No, will
1: you serve God?" And Odin says, "Uh, no, thank you." <laughs> and
0: he says, "Will you serve God?" And Odin says, "I think I'm going to go now." <laughs> and <laughs> then Jesse puts the whammy on him. Yeah, and this is going to be
1: just the worst idea
0: because this is a guy. This is a guy who already is pretty much convinced that he can do no wrong he can yeah. not, nobody can stop him earlier in the episode he talks to the mayor of the town and the mayor comes in and says hey i want you to meet with these guys and i guess it was like a green yeah environmental company. yeah and odin sits there and goes no
1: well first of all you had to like if you look at the relationship that basically like the mayor comes in and he's like because oh at the beginning of the episode uh, the guys who work for the meat-slash-energy plant uh, are are playing the most dangerous game, paintball, with prostitutes. Right. And one of them falls in a sinkhole and dies. The prostitute, not one of the guys from the meat-slash-energy right. plant. And so the mayor has to go to Odin and basically be like, look, I have to come here, right. and I have to say... So tell me uh, what's going on with these ink holes. And so I've done that. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to go back to stay, sitting in my office and staring at the floor. Uh, and then Odin Kincannon says, hey, I know you talked to these guys. right?" And and so the mayor's just kind of like, okay. So like obviously the mayor defers greatly to Odin Kincannon. Oh yeah, definitely. And this is not any kind of situation where these two men have any kind of adversary like one knows who the alpha is they both
0: know who the alpha is in this right race. the mayor's going to go through the motions but he's right. but but everybody knows well at least he and odin know right that he's just going through the motions probably everybody knows
1: so this might be the first time he ever 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 has said anything to odin Cannon that might even be
0: well because you have a you have a public you have a public yeah. dead girl right you know and and a giant hole in the ground right that goes all the way down to something yes so this is yeah, you know, but Odin's reaction is yeah. You know, I know you talk to those guys, and now I'm going to, well, I'm going to unzip my pants and pee all yeah, over you your books. in your briefcase. Mm. And the mayor just sits there and takes it.
1: Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that this is going to end up being
0: just the worst kind of idea. Well, there's two problems with what he said. First of all, he said, "Will you serve you know, serve God?" Yes. He didn't specify which one. (laughs) And I think this could be a problem. Um, The other thing is is that the Bible is full of many things that if you were to apply them to the world Mm -hmm. today could be at the least problematic and fatal for a significant chunk of everyone. There's a whole lot of thou shalt nots that result in death. So some clarification should be in order when telling one to serve God as a directive that you cannot disobey. Right. And we've already established that when Jesse says, you know, ensure what's in your heart. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Might be a little literal. Forget the girl. This is a, you know, open your eyes. These are these are things. There's there's a there's a a vagueness to these that are is dangerous,
1: especially like I did, I don't know if you noticed this, but during the whole um dry uh, uh the most dangerous game with paintballs, mm-hmm. there was the bus kind of circling the square. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I am a little scared of like they are intentionally not allowing us to forget that.
0: Right. Well I think I think we're I think we're basically building up to we're we you each one of the things that Jesse has done, every time he has used this power, mm-hmm. he is he's not thinking about the consequences. Right. He's not thinking about the ramifications of what his directive is going to cause. Yeah. And I think we're building up to um a massive wake up call for him. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be bloody for everybody else. And then that's what, I think that's what's going to kick off his quest. His, he's going to demand answers from God. Right. And when he doesn't get them, he's going to kick off this show's version of the quest he goes on in the comic, which is the quest to find God because and demand answers.
1: I remember, I know enough, I know that in the comic, because like, I think I, I picked up and just like flipped through one in Barnes & sure. Noble or something or in a comic shop. In the comic, he gets whammied with the voice of God and his entire. It destroys his entire church. Oh, yeah. Church. It, kills,
0: it, it, it destroys the church, kills its entire congregation, and shatters his faith. Mm-hmm. And, and then he discovers that God is not in heaven and is hiding somewhere in the world. Mm hmm. And characters that we have seen glimpses of the man in the in white in the white hat who was at the snuff festival who I'm, yeah. who I'm convinced is is Hare Starr who's the main ba- one of the main human bad guys um, his the organization he works for uh, wants Jesse's power okay and heaven wants Jesse's power and hell wants Jesse's power everybody wants Jesse's power mm-hmm. um, and the Saint of killers who we saw glimpses of yeah. um, he's sent by heaven to kill Jesse. So it's, you know, all of these things happen, but it happens much earlier in the comic. We're getting a lot more character development right. here. And and we're setting Jesse up to be, I mean, right now, Jesse's kind of the villain of the show.
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah. I he's think...
0: not intentionally a villain. Right.
1: And like I said, like, he's not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, and Dominic Cooper Cooper does a great job, like... You know, I've I find him very compelling as an actor, mm-hmm. but I'm just not feeling Jesse in any real way yet.
0: Well, right now, Jesse's not listening to anyone. Right, Jesse is in his own little reality of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save my church. I'm mm-hmm. gonna save my town, and he's not thinking. Right, he's just he's just he's just the idea. You know, he's he's got the the vision, mm-hmm. and by God, he's going to complete that vision. And the consequences are, I think, are, I think really are going to get very ugly. Right, and we haven't even talked about the fact that you know um, we've got our angels, our yeah. really bizarre <laughs> angels. Um, yeah, I call
1: them hair angel and beard angel. There you go. Yeah,
0: because
1: um, the one with hair does not have a beard, and the one with beard does not have
0: hair. This would be apt descriptions. They had this great exchange with Cassidy where. Cassidy's like, so so how's this gonna work then? I mean, you want to take it How's this gonna work? And he's like, Well, we're gonna cut him out of it. Cut it out, or we'll cut it out of him. And they gesture at the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And Cassidy's like, um What uh, if I don't want to have my friend <laughs> bisected? He's like, Oh well, <laughs> well then we'll then we'll do the thing where we play the music and draw him into its right. domicile. He points at the coffee can and Cassidy looks at the coffee can and he's like, Right. Okay, mm-hmm. and there it's it's funny, and again, yeah, the, the, the actor playing uh, Cassidy is very funny, mm-hmm. and his facial expressions are amazing, but it's like they are talking two different languages, and right. in this show, everybody's talking past each other. Right. Um, nobody's actually communicating with each other. Uh, Cassidy has this, uh, right now, Cassidy's the one who seems to be listening to everybody. And trying to talk to everyone, but no one's actually hearing him. Right. Um, mostly because he's saying things that if you were to listen to them, you'd look at it and go, are you crazy? <laughs> what? Vampires? What? Stop. And angels? Are you sure?
1: Well, I liked Admin Lady and the mayor later. Like, they had a, a very
0: interesting. They are actually, okay the, for all the fact the mayor is a doormat. Mm-hmm. And he may, and, and being a doormat to a man like Odin is probably unavoidable. If you, are, if you are an elected official in a town that is basically owned by Odin mm-hmm. and Kenan, you are you are not going to do, you're serving at his pleasure. Right. Which is not cool, but it's probably, probably the reality of the world for us. And uh, the church assistant lady, notice how well we've remembered the names of characters who are not the main characters, but are kind of. Critical to the story. I don't
1: think they've ever said it. She has a name. I'm I'm sure of it. I listened for it tonight because I'm tired of calling her admin lady. I'm tonight. pretty
0: sure. I'm pretty sure that the mayor guy, the mayor guy, actually called her her name. But he was babysitting her kids so she could go get to pick up the big screen TV yeah. that Jesse wants to use for the um, to, to lure people into right. the church. And they had this scene where they're being. They're, it's essentially the meet cute scene.
1: Yeah. Well, they're having this friendly like you know, chat he, he comes comes home she comes home and, and he's like, Oh, have some wine and for a second I was like, Wait a minute, was admin lady married this whole time? Like because she so obviously has a boner for Jesse.
0: Oh yeah, no, she's she's head over here.
1: That uh, I was like, wait a minute and then and then it turns out, oh no, this is the babysitter and for a second I thought this is the ex husband who's always been in love with her, but that didn't come to pass. And then, so they're sitting there chatting, and she goes, you know I'm never going to, like, be with you.
0: Right? And he's like, yeah, you've, you've said it enough times. Yeah.
1: And then she's like, okay. And then she like, gets up and takes off her pants and says, you know, make sure you leave earlier this time. The kid's
0: almost caught you last time. <laughs> and he gets up and puts his dishes in the in the sink and follows her. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's actually that's probably the healthiest relationship we've seen so far. Right. Which is to sad really mm, i mean yeah. this is this town this is a town full of terrible people um, i have high hopes for jesse for uh cassidy and tulip oh yeah so so um <laughs> so they, they're they having a memorial service for mm-hmm. the dead prostitute at the whorehouse and it is a sad and tragic affair right because the girls apparently they have they have selected for pretty but dumb mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate and the guys who hang out at the whorehouse on a regular basis.
1: Are, as we said earlier, awful.
0: And they are terrible, terrible people. Tulip is staying there because I guess her mom used to work there and she knows the current madam. Mm-hmm. And so she, this is where she's crashing. And so she's kind of pissed off because the girls are dumb and, and the men are awful. Yeah. And so she's had enough. And the guy who was chasing the girl, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen him in earlier episodes and he's a jerk. Right. So she thinks she's had enough. She goes upstairs and she throws open the door to one of the rooms and she goes in there wailing on the guy and he falls through a window and the door flies open and there's the jerk that she thought she was attacking and the guy who fell out the window was Cassidy. And he's got a big piece of glass in his carotid artery. Because he got the angels to give him a bunch of money Mm -hmm. so that he could go to get... So Jesse, air quotes are happening here. Jesse can go and get lots of drugs because that's going to be the selling point. Right. Jesse will give Jesse will come give you your thing back as long as you you know gave him lots of drugs. Right. Um, so Cassidy goes gets really really high,
1: and prostituting
0: and prostituting and then gets thrown out a window. Right. And
1: and so Tulip and another prostitute take him to the hospital and just and and uh, Tulip is like you're not Tim and I had this conversation. Do you want to go in your your?
0: Sure. Um. See, this this is the one scene I've seen so far that doesn't make doesn't it stands out as being out of character for me. We're four episodes in, so we haven't had a whole lot of time for Tulip as a character, right? Mm-hmm. But what we've seen so far, every indication is Tulip would not be freaking out about how please don't die, Mister, and you know because it's and, and Dustin says you know it's an innocent man. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's not the person who's attacking, and and he's right. But um, we've also seen that Tulip was willing to kill a cop for and I suggest No actual that reason.
1: she may have a code which puts cops on a different like right. in a in a, the category of maybe you know those are okay because they put
0: themselves in you know who knows but we haven't like, seen that yet right, and right. that's and that's my problem is that and and it's a funny scene because mm-hmm. she's all she's all like please don't die and Cassidy's sitting there looking up you know at the bottom of her breast going right ah. And he's yeah. quite clearly not in danger he's, you know, it's Cassidy. We we know he's not in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's like hmm, okay. So she takes him to the hospital mm-hmm. and she tries to uh convince the nurse that she needs to be seen right now. Right. And the nurse is like, Who? And <laughs> Tulip turns around,
1: and there's no one there, but there's a trail of blood. So she follows the trail of blood, and uh and and she finds Cassidy, uh, sitting in the blood bank area, um,
0: sucking on a, a a bag. And you just look at her, going, "Hi, how are you?" Right. So we have now inter- Now we've now gotten uh, uh, Cassidy and and Tulip together in the same room, and it's going to be amazing. But we have also, you know, gotten the uh, the nightmare that's going to be coming. For pretty much all of these characters, because not only is all this stuff going on but the we, the angels have got this amazing field telephone which I want really badly mm-hmm. because it's just nice vintage cool piece of machinery, but it's apparently their hotline to heaven mm-hmm. and they they admit that, that heaven does not know that they're out looking right. for the thing that's inside Jesse and that phone rings right and they're clearly screwed. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody in this show is screwed. Um, well, you've already kind of established that we're um, off book. We're definitely off book. So I have a feeling that the people who, even the people who, like, we think might be safe, uh, Tulip, Jesse, Cassidy, maybe aren't as safe as...
0: Well, actually, in the comic, just so you know, none of them are safe either. Mm-hmm um but their how how they get to their f- respective fates uh, could definitely be different it's probably going to be different here uh i don't know it's i'm if you think about it not a whole lot happened this episode i mean there was no there were no real action sequences there were no it was all character development mm-hmm. the biggest action sequence was the the girl running at the yeah. beginning of the episode and you know there was it wasn't until she actually got shot with the paintball that yeah. we didn't even know that it wasn't you know was actually the most dangerous game being played.
1: Well, when the one girl, I kind of had an idea that, that it wasn't when the first, like, she's running with a girl and she, like, trips or mm-hmm. she gets hit and falls. And the noise that happened when she was hit was obviously not mm. uh, gunshot. It was just kind sure. of like,
0: quick. But that was probably our biggest action sequence right yeah. there. Everything else was was watching Jesse set himself up for and everyone else, I think, for right. the nightmare that's to come. Because the comic did start with Jesse's entire congregation dying terribly. Right. There's a very good chance that we could get to the point where Jesse's congregation dies, dies terribly pretty terribly. Because they are giving us a chance to know the townspeople. Terrible as they are, mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting a sense of who these people are. And I could right. very easily see them get to like, you know, this episode, this series has got what, 10 episodes, I think?
1: Yeah. For the first season.
0: We're at Ten, episode six, four. Like you could get to episode five or episode six and, or take us almost all the way out and just slaughter everybody. Right. And then that have the biggie, the big, you know, I will find you God. Um, right. Moment. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I'm. I'm enjoying this a lot. Yeah, it's...
1: me too. I'm so... I, I'm i liking it so much that I'm actually sort of uh, scared and sad that this <laughs> ends and we go back to Fear the Walking Dead.
0: This is actually the first one where we've branched outside of the Walking Dead universe right. to do stuff. And I think we may, as much as... Uh, I mean, we're gonna have to because because we started it. We have to finish the season. We have to we have to finish the season of right. The Walking Dead. But I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna see if we can figure out a way to to do more branching outside so that we can have mental cleansings of shows like Preacher in between The Walking Dead mm-hmm. worlds because this is a nice break from. That. Yes, <laughs> I it's, tell it's been enjoyable. <laughs> so hopefully it'll continue to be. We think we pretty much covered it all tonight.
1: I think so, too.
0: So we will be back uh, next week. Uh, you can uh, find us on Sci-Fi for Me and Horror for Me. It's on Pocalypse Now is the name of the right. podcast. You can find us on podcast.com, uh, where I see we have about 22 people download our episode. Within the first hour, it's uploaded, which is fantastic. Not good. Uh, um, we'd love to see more. So please, you could you can listen to it on podcast.com as well as download it. If you are going to listen to us on iTunes, because you can find us there, yeah. please like rate or comment there because mm-hmm. that's the only way we know that you've listened to it there. And we would love it. I guess, funny thing, apparently funny things happen if you get lots of uh, uh, listeners and ratings on iTunes is that advertisers show up. Oh, okay. I've heard tell. So we would love something to be fantastic. But uh, until then, we will still be recording these and hopefully you're enjoying them. Thank you for listening. And so you can follow Dustin on Twitter where, he, where he's, he tweets the show. Yes. Um, I generally don't tweet shows, but I do post links to our articles and, and reviews and things. So thank you very much for listening, folks. We will see you next week. And thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Goodbye, folks. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Ha 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 ha!